John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. Okay, so we're persevering with the two Ronnie's intro then. Uh, in that case, here's Sam. <laughs> yep, play along. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The International Comedy Podcast. Episode 2. I know, episode 2. Can you believe we've made it this far? It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think I've ever put this much effort into anything in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, go on in, so episode two, do you think it's going to be as good as the first? I trust us. Oh, I don't know if I would. Why is that? Uh, well, then I'd rather trust my four-year-old daughter around a box of open chocolates. <laughs> yeah, she likes chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd rather trust the NSA not to read my emails. <laughs> All right, chocolates to conspiracy theories. That went from kind of cute to mental. Uh, <laughs> you know quick. me, the truth is out there, Sam. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what's, uh, what's lined up for episode two? Episode two features live stand-up comedy from American comedian Danielle Arce. She's very funny. Uh, musical comedy from Jay Foreman. Yeah, great, great song. And the answer to the burning question, what did your parents let you do that you would not let your own kids do? Right, so it's a packed show then. Yeah, but first, this. This is JNS in J News. In this section of the show, John and I will bring you some news stories that you might have missed. Yep, and so if you have any news stories that you think aren't getting the credit they deserve, you can send them in. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook or Twitter or at johnandsaminjapan.com. So let's get started. What have you got for me? All right, uh, so this one is uh, Japanese Farm has created bananas with edible skin. Oh, right, because the skin is definitely the worst part of a banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the skin or the little stringy bit yeah. that's inside. Ugh. They've got a technical name that I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, well, it was kind of weird that of all the countries in the world to make uh, fruit with edible skin, it would be Japan. Because in Japan, they are insane about taking skin off their fruits. Yeah. They, you know, my wife peels grapes. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah my, my wife, yeah, peels grapes, peels apples, peels everything. The, um, all right. So yeah, but anyway, the, this farm, uh, they've, in, they've created this banana by they cool the banana to like minus 60 degrees as they're growing the cells and uh, it's created by a guy called Setsuo Tanaka who according to the newspaper says worked on this for a long time as a hobby <laughs> <laughs> what's his real job I wonder I think he needs to get a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> or a boyfriend maybe that's why he's growing <laughs> bananas, bananas that you can yeah. eat anyway uh, yeah, so he said the motivation for his development was the fact he wanted to eat a banana that was delicious and safe, and people can eat the peel because it's cultivated organically without chemicals. So Mr. Tanaka really just sounds very lazy. He can't <laughs> be bothered to peel a banana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about the name of the banana. So in English, they've called it M-O-N-G-E-E. M-O-N-G-E-E. Mongi. But that's <laughs> the monkey banana. That. I see the problem. But if you do speak Japanese, it might be mongi. Yeah. The mongi banana or the mongi banana. Either way, it sounds a bit 
idiot. So let's see. Uh, a banana with an edible skin. What do you think? What What's the good name for it? How about the banana? Not bad. Not bad. Listeners, if you've got a better idea, then please get it in because I think Mr. Tanaka of the, of the Edible Banana Skin Brigade is going to be needing a different name to the monkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says you have to wait for them to go slightly brown, which is, I hate it when the bananas go brown. Ah, you see, I'm a brown banana man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he said the bananas be produced only in small batches. And the big thing is that for one banana it costs 648 yen which is about £4.30 or I guess about 5 US dollars alright it's pretty expensive yeah it's an expensive banana just to eat the skin I mean I can't see it catching on no but it's yeah it's nice to have a hobby yeah it is (laughs) Um, and I I bet I bet that uh, when he was trying to get that right that it drove him round the bend (laughs) this is JNSNJ News uh, okay. So, go on in. Well, what have you got for me? All right. Well, for you, I have some international news. Uh, this was a story. I'm not going to tell you the the headline. I'm going to read you part of the headline. And I want you to guess what goes in the blank. Okay. So the headline is China vows to crack down on what? Oh God! I mean, China vows to. <laughs> Careful. How long have you got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dissidents <laughs> well it's actually slightly more lighthearted <laughs> than that uh china vows to crack down on funeral strippers nice is yeah. that even a thing well obviously it is well, a thing but... yeah according to the uh, independent uh, newspaper in england it says china has launched a fresh crackdown on funeral strippers the ministry of culture said it would target obscene pornographic and vulgar performances which will probably mean this podcast is included <laughs> I'm not sure about the pornographic element, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've got my clothes on. Um, what, at what point in the funeral ceremony do you have a stripper? Um, I'm not sure. I suppose it's before they burn them. Oh, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, as they're going through into the furnace, does yeah. somebody dancing with the top off? I'm not sure. It doesn't say that in the... Um, doesn't say that in the article, but it does say that the the uh, a newspaper, the Global Times, uh, was quoted. It said the tabloid claimed that they sauntered the the strippers sauntered into the crowd and rubbed men's crotches while occasionally reminding them not to take pictures. Right, because it's of course you know not very nice to take pictures at a funeral. No, yeah. Um, I mean, would you would that stop you from crying about your granddad dying if there was some stripper rubbing herself up against you? Yeah. Um, or is that what he wanted is that what he would have wanted well it depends on the grandfather I'm not sure my grandfather is fairly straight laced so I don't think not into Chinese strippers not his cup of tea no No. so where did you get that from then so it's not hereditary then yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh, it continues um uh, the reason they do this, the, 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 some of the Chinese, is in a bid to, to, to show off their disposable income and boost numbers at the funeral. Right. Um, so I can see how... Oh, having... to be, yeah, I'd probably go to a lot more funerals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I can imagine that the, the the men, the number of men probably outweighs the number of women. Yeah. Sort of a, a, a bit of a sausage party going on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It says Beijing first banned strippers, funeral strippers, in 2015 after two cases where uh, exotic dancers staged obscene performances. 
Um, what a great job that would be to be like a police officer who gets to gate crush funerals <laughs> just to check how raunchy the strippers are. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think just as a story, it's quite unusual to have more than one stiff at a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, who's this episode's featured performer? Uh, so we're lucky because this episode's featured performer is American comedian Danielle Arce. She's currently uh, in LA, one of the hardest working comedians I think out there. She has performed all over. She's very, very funny. Uh, I think you'll like it. So enjoy. You guys uh, know this song that goes, um, my neck, my back, my pussy and my crack. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I feel like it's just a reminder of all the areas I need to wax. If <laughs> <laughs> like real, it's obviously also like my legs, my arms, my armpits, my mustache, and the tops of my toes. Like, I'm <laughs> a very hairy woman. <laughs> I am half Hispanic and half Italian, so by default, I am Persian. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> One of my friends was like, Danielle, like, you shouldn't have to wax, who cares? Just let it grow. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go to the beach. People are gonna be like, go home, Chewbacca. <laughs> I got called Chewbacca in the seventh grade, so it's relevant. Oh, it's <laughs> That's why I wax everything now. Uh, my husband is very hairy as well. He's Nicaraguan. People find that kind of crazy when I say that my husband is very hairy when everything about me says, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> dictator haircut. It was a choice. <laughs> he is a dude. Uh, he's quite hairy. Uh, we've been married for a few years and uh, we do want to have kids someday and it makes me very nervous because I'm very scared of giving birth to a pack of squirrels. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm 30 years old. It's like seems like you should be around the corner having kids, but I'm just I'm just not ready. All my friends are doing it. All my friends are doing it, and they have to shove it in my face. All the pictures and videos of their kids, you know, like oh my god, look at little Caden. He took his first steps. Look, 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 look. I got like five videos. Look, look, look. Okay, I post them all on Facebook too. Oh, look at little Kira. We just had her birthday party. It was frozen themed. We had a real Elsa there. Look, <laughs> original. <laughs> I don't have anything to show off. I'm a woman child. I pull out my phone and I'm like, oh, my Tamagotchi just evolved. <laughs> and he just took a poop. Look at that. Clean it up later. I'm 30 and I have a Tamagotchi app on my phone. What am I doing with my life? Uh, all my friends are having kids. One thing I can't stand that all of my friends are doing now that wasn't a thing like a couple of years ago, they're all having gender reveal parties for their babies. I think it's so stupid. I like It pisses me off. Every time I see somebody have a gender reveal party and they post it on Facebook, I always hope that their baby turns out to be trans. <laughs> or at least gender fluid, you know? That'd be great. <laughs> Great stuff from Danielle Arce there. 
And if you want to see more of her, she performs regularly all over South California. And this year, she's planning to be in Phoenix, Arizona, Las Vegas, Nevada, and New York City. And you can catch all the information about her shows at her website, daniellearsay.com. Or you can go to our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Now, time for a word from our sponsor. Hello, Mrs. Nakata from Nakata San Sushi. Do you foreigner like sushi? You do? That's great. Japanese people love sushi. And here at Nakata Sushi, we have lots of sushi for you to choose. We have all the different kind of sushi that Japanese people like. And also, we have some special sushi made just for you foreigners. Such as hamburger sushi and fried chicken sushi. So, even if you don't like sushi, we have a fried potatoes and our menu has pictures. So, you don't have to speak Japanese. Come down to Nakata san sushi next to Abyss Station. And if you can't use chopsticks, don't worry, we have a fork. John, 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 Sam, in Japan. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner. It's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner. It's a corner. Words, phrases, metaphors. You'll soon know the score. Find out what they mean with a Culture Corner team. Hi, welcome to Culture Corner. I'm Edgar Frank and I'm from England. Today, I'm going to tell you all about the word beard. It's a very well-known word in England and it fits perfectly into British culture. Now you can relax, I'm not going to spend the next few minutes talking about hipsters with hair and bum fluff on their face and chins, drinking a pint of moody craft beer in a soulless bar in Shoreditch. No, no, no. I'm referring to beard as in, I don't believe you. Now there are many ways of saying this in England, but beard is the best and I'll explain why. Terms such as bullshit, bullshitter, bull bags, you're bullshitting mate, bollocks, may be more common, but if you say these you could end up with a smack in the mouth for your troubles. Beard is great as it's non-threatening, it's quick and it's clever and it will win you the debate, I guarantee. The origins of the word beard, as far as I'm aware, are from a private school in Norfolk. For those of you not accustomed to England, Norfolk is kind of the ginger stepchild of the country. It's famous for people in the same family having sex, for example. Well, allegedly. Another allegation people often make about Norfolk is that people there enjoy making love to farmyard animals on a regular basis. People there also have a stupid accent. In fact, even those that live in a city such as Norwich sound like that they live on farms. Again, this is just an allegation. However, it's fair to allege that Norfolk is not cool. It's not even, it's so bad it's cool, as it isn't that rough at all, it's just dull. 
unless, of course, you're a sheep on a farm and then it's 24-hour party time. But I take my hat off to you, Norfolk, for your influence on British culture and I thank you for the creation of the word beard. Legend has it that it evolved from the footballer turned television commentator Jimmy Hill who often spoke rubbish and as he did, people took on the word Jimmy Hill to mean you're a liar. This evolved into children across the country stroking their chin and saying chinny recon to show their displeasure of what they've just heard. However, Norfolk, to its eternal credit, went one step further and came up with beard. So how do you use it? Well, well beard is subtle. You don't shout beard at somebody when they've said something you disbelieve. Uh, but you say beard just loud enough for them to hear you, but also not quite loud enough for them to fully understand the word you've said. And I guarantee them being British, they'll be far too polite to ask you what you said or to challenge you. So the benefit is you've called them a liar to their face and they haven't got an idea that you've done it. Here are some examples. Oh, hi Edgar. I completed FIFA 18 last night. Beard. Uh, hi Edgar, um, I've got a new girlfriend and she's absolutely beautiful. Beard. Uh, Edgar, my job interview went really well and I'm sure to get the job. Beard. As you become more confident in using beard, slightly put your head down and look away as you say it. It was, this will just kind of add that little bit of intrigue into what you're saying to, for them, but again, I guarantee they will not challenge you. Try it out. It's beautiful. Beard. Releases endorphins in you and you will feel great about saying it. And you will also have the little victory over somebody who you believe has told you a whopping great lie. So, that's all you need to know about beard. Thank you for listening to Culture Corner. I'm Edgar Frank. See you next time. Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T. Two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? So, John, what's happening in this part of the show? Uh, okay, in this part of the show, we'll take one burning question and try to answer it. That's right, and we'd love the listeners to join in. So, uh, if you have any ideas for a burning question, or if you have an answer to the burning question that you want to share, please get in touch. Yep, and also, if the burning question never closes, so if you're listening to this and you've got an answer to a burning question that we've already answered, uh, still send in your answer to us. That sounds really wordy. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I think you get the message. <laughs> yeah. So the contact info can be found at johnandsaminjapan.com. All right. So what's, well, go on and Sam, what's this week's burning question? This week's burning question is, what did your parents let or make you do that you would never let your own kids do? Right. Uh, well, Christiane from England has gone with uh, make me do. And she said, my parents made me, uh, well, that I wouldn't let my kids do is chip plaster off a wall, sand down the paint on a 1960s BMW restoration, screed cement flooring. I don't even know what screed is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's like flattening it down. Okay. Screeding, the yeah. verb. Right. <laughs> to screed. And the last one, she says, eat cold Heinz tomato soup. But, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? I don't think she's had a student. She's had a hard life in terms of screeding, but I think the soup is not so bad. Uh, Chris from Australia has said, I was never a naughty kid, so these are quite boring. Um, he said he ordered two cheeseburgers at McDonald's. He's right, that one isn't crazy. But one of them caught my eye. He said, uh, 
he was allowed to have two meat pies before spinal surgery. <laughs> I'm assuming undergoing, not performing. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, thanks for getting me in, Chris. Um, we've got one from Vicky uh, in England. And I don't know if this is her mum made her do this or her mum didn't let her do this but it just she just said attempting to jump down a full flight of stairs when there was a glass door at the bottom oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i'm assuming she doesn't want her own kids to do that uh but i don't know if her mum made her do that <laughs> made or let her i'm not yeah, sure yeah. um but that would teach you to stop abruptly yeah which is a skill to you know to, to have um, for what <laughs> for what you know where you're walking down the street and people suddenly stop in front right, of you? In Japan, yes. Yes. <laughs> so having that skill, not bumping into people. It's a, a Vicky, your mum's taught you well there. Just come and live in Japan. <laughs> You've got all the skills required, especially if you speak English. Uh, Melissa from England said uh, she'd never let her kids eat the sheer amount of chocolate that she did with the remainders of her lunch money. Uh, but she was happy that it taught her to save a bit, though. Right. So she's a rich, she's a rich English woman with uh, lots of fillings, I imagine. At <laughs> <laughs> the all. Um, <laughs> so the final one I've got is uh, Yuki from Shanghai said, "My mum never let me get away with anything to the traumatic point that I'm quite sure I won't ever have kids." <laughs> <laughs> Yuki, <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you finally. Uh, oh, she's from China. Maybe she can just have one. <laughs> and there was one more from uh i found joe uh, this is on facebook joe from england uh she said her parents her parents bought her fireworks and then left her to set them off unsupervised oh that's an excellent parenting <laughs> yeah sounds like they didn't like you very much <laughs> uh, so john what have you got what was your uh my mum my was quite strict. Uh, something that my mum made me do that I wouldn't make my own kids do is uh, go to church. <laughs> uh, but I married a Buddhist, so that's all right. Uh, actually, oh, also, she uh, she wouldn't let us open Christmas presents until we'd been to church, which I think is uh, evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is called Christmas, I suppose. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, the one thing that I that my parents let me do that I would never let my kids do is to wear a shell suit <laughs> especially on bonfire <laughs> exactly not only are they flammable but they're also a fashioned crime <laughs> i i yeah i think i had an england shell suit and yeah i think i didn't have a uh, i once had a sort of a light like blue colored turquoise one yeah turquoise shell suit yeah the symbol of the 80s And Sam, so who have we got to finish this episode? The final uh, comedian for this episode is Jay Foreman. He's a British musical comedian based in London. He's performed four critically acclaimed sold-out shows at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. He's very... Mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> Tongue twister. <laughs> He's really funny. Uh, this is his song, Pretend You're Happy. Bloody hell, the world is awful Well, there's killing and starvation and injustice and religion everywhere 
everything, everything is looking dreary. There's too many people in the world and far too much pollution in the air. Everything I used to love has turned to shit. All the world's gone bankrupt now and it doesn't look like things can soon improve. I'm noticeably older than I was, definitely fatter just because I no longer feel the need to move. Well, what do you do when the world around you makes you so depressed? What do you do when you've lost the motivation to get dressed? Pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling blue. If you pretend you're happy, you'll start to believe it's true. It's better to fake a smile than fill the world with woe. So just pretend you're happy and nobody will know. Bloody hell, bloody hell, the world is scary. Cause there's nothing but corruption and destruction and reality TV. Every day, every day I slowly realise Every single thing I used to know and trust is run by people just like me One at a time I'm losing touch with my former friends And lately it seems I never ring the contacts in my phone Every time I breathe it could be my last breath And I'm getting closer to my death For which I will probably be alone Well what do you do when you've lost all the ambitions you once had? What do you do when the slightest inconvenience makes you sad? Pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling down if your friends think you're happy, they'll still want you around. You'll realise it's important to be glad with what you've got. So just pretend you're happy and keep quiet if you're not. Pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling blue. If you pretend you're happy, you'll start to believe it's true. It's better to fake a smile than fill the world with woe. So just pretend you're happy and nobody will know. Jay Foreman there with Pretend You're Happy. And if you like that song and you want to find out more about his work, you can go to his website, jforman.co.uk. So, John, that was a great show. Yep, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that just leaves us to say thanks to our featured stand-up performer, Danielle Arce. And once again, thanks to Jay Foreman for his song. Uh, you can find out more about their stuff at our website too, which is johnandsaminjapan.com. And also, if you want to answer the burning question or suggest a burning question or submit your stand-up or your musical comedy, you can contact us on social media or, again, on the website, johnandsaminjapan.com. That's right. And we'd love you to subscribe to our podcast. That would really help us out. Leave us a review, give us a five-star rating, and tell all your friends. Tell everyone you know. Anyone you know. Yep. <laughs> Literally anyone you know. So that's all from us. Catch, Catch you later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.